At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. This episode is sponsored by photographycourse.net. Our 365 Days of Photography course is now live. This is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ, has produced this course in a step-by-step -step format, which is very easy to follow. He presents it in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. If you've been wondering how you can improve your photography without having to commit time to long lessons, this is the course for you. We've designed each lesson to be around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others on the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we are offering a very special discounted price of $99 instead of the launch price, which is $149. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365 to claim your discount. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I talked to my colleague and talented photographer, Crystal Kenny, who is a photographer based in Paris. She has a successful business which she built from the ground up after moving from the US to France a few years ago. We talk about her journey, how she makes clients feel comfortable in front of the camera, and much more. Please enjoy. Hey, Crystal, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please talk a little bit about yourself. 
Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on um, myself. So I am an American photographer living in Paris, France. I've been here for nine years now, and I mainly specialize in shooting events, portraits, weddings, uh, anything anyone wanted to pay me to take pictures of, basically, even Fashion Week. I've done a lot of work for the American Ambassador to France, um, different celebrities. It's been fun. Shooting in Paris is really fun. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of opportunities and, and fun, lots of potential there for photographers like you who are really creative. Yeah, it's definitely always something changing. And I always say Paris is kind of like a playground because there's always something going on and you can kind of get burnt out easily. I mean, obviously not now because there's a pandemic and we're all locked in our homes. But before there was always a party, there was always an event, there was always fashion week, something going on. You meet the most creative people here and uh that's what I really love about living here and being a photographer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see the appeal. What camera equipment do you use? So I shoot Nikon. Um, I've shot Canon before. I mean, I don't have any problems with other brands, but I think that it's typical that whatever we start with, we stay with because it's expensive. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Nikon doesn't work on Canon. Canon doesn't work on Nikon. So uh, I started shooting in 2004 and I invested in my Nikon equipment then. I've just kind of carried on. And a lot of photographers are switching to mirrorless now, which I think is great because the technology is, I mean, it's really evolved and it's much lighter. I mean, I'm sure I'll have less back problems using a mirrorless, but I've been really dragging my feet on it because I've invested in all this Nikon and I'm like, oh, none of that stuff's going to work on my on a mirrorless. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of been uh, an issue that I've been thinking about lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it would be difficult to transition because, first of all, the, the financial aspect of things and you got used to all the, the features of your camera, the, the way that it works with you individually. So, of course, it's a dilemma. Yeah, definitely. It's just once you spend like thousands on your equipment. But what I also think about when you compare to other businesses, like say you run a restaurant or a shop, there's a lot more startup cost. When you invest in your photography stuff, you know, you buy it and that's that. And the stuff tends to last a very long time if you take care of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the good thing about it. You're originally from America, as you mentioned, but you moved to France a few years ago and started a successful photography business there. It's intimidating enough to move to a new country, let alone start a business there. What inspires you to make that decision? So I came to Paris the first time when I was 14 years old. I was a student ambassador. Um, So basically, we traveled all over Europe. And I just remember arriving to Paris and standing at the bottom of the Sacré-Cœur Basilica in Montmartre and being like, wow, I feel really connected to this place. This is like a place I want to be. And it wouldn't be until I was 25 that I would return and come back. And I originally thought I'll just spend a year in Paris and then kind of jump around and kind of do jobs, odd jobs around the world and just, you know, enjoy life. I didn't have a husband or a house or anything like that. So why not just be a nomad and live it up? But I got to Paris and I was like, this is really hard. I mean, learning a language, learning a culture, making friends. And then my photography business started to take off and I got all these great connections. I didn't speak a word of French when I arrived to Paris. And I thought, that would be my failure. And then I wouldn't be able to do anything. Uh, But that ended up being something that really helped me to find work because there's 30,000 Americans living in Paris. And we have so many different groups here. We have the American Library, the American Cathedral, the American Chamber of Commerce, the Ambassador. So all these groups ended up kind of passing me around. And I became the photographer for those groups. 
And also it's still one of the most visited places in the world. So portraits and wedding and surprise marriage proposals became like so, so much work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really exciting. And how did you start? Did you start reaching out to people in, in groups online? How did you find those people initially to start making those connections? Yeah. So when I first got here, it was a lot of me just sitting on my computer and looking up stuff and kind of cold emailing people. Uh, but I quickly realized it was so important to go out and talk to people in person. And I really didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm a new person here. I was shy. And I was like, I don't speak French that well. Um, but I started going to different groups. Like there was all those meetup.com groups. There's all these business networking groups, um, even going to like local events at the library when authors would speak and things like that. And then you start talking to people, you start chatting, and uh, that's how you make the real connections because you just can't get that personal connection through your computer and people like and trust you more when they see you in person. You're right, exactly. Yeah, when they see that you took the effort to to go somewhere and meet them, it's it's much nicer that way for people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they definitely like you more. And, and also I volunteered my work a lot in the beginning. I wanted to kind of prove myself because they, they didn't know me. They didn't know my work. I didn't have any previous work here. So I wanted to show them what I was capable of. So a couple of events for different groups, I say, okay, I'll work this one for free. And then they were so appreciative because like, wow, she donated her time to this and blah, blah, blah. And then once they saw what I could do, they were like, oh, wow. Okay. We want to hire her. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great because they see that you've taken initiative and that you're willing to build trust with them by providing free photographs. That's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. If you're just starting out, it's it's a good idea to donate your time. It really does make a difference and it, it kind of moves you faster. It sounds kind of counterintuitive to work for free when you want to get paid, but yeah. actually it's a great way to get paid faster. Yeah. And how long did you need to do this for before you actually started to ask for money? Oh, I would, I would only do one or two events. You know, I, I've, I've never worked more than one event for free for any organization. You know, that wasn't the point. And usually they had the money. It was more about just proving myself. So I would say the first year I was jumping around volunteering, networking, and before I really started to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for photographers who also want to start over, but are too scared to do so? Um, start over, like try a different genre or would say just move to a new country like you did and uh, specifically one where the people speak a different language and start a business there yeah so I would say just do it you know um, we always have all these ideas in our head about what we need to do it you know uh, this isn't there yet when I speak this language when I have this much money when I meet this man and he moves with me whatever if you want to do something you just have to jump in and it's been my experience that People are always going to project their fears on you, which is pretty difficult when you're already scared. Um, you don't want to talk to those people. Like, of course, it's usually your friends and family that tell you all the reasons why something won't work. But they're doing that from a place of love and compassion saying, you know, they're pretty much projecting the fears of their life on you. Mm -hmm. And don't take it personally. But you want to talk to the people that are doing it successfully. You want to find people that are doing what you want to do and reach out to them and chat with them and see, you know, because that will just give you more confidence. And also just jump in because once you start getting the ball moving, you definitely things fall into place and you can't plan all that. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know where you're going to live. And then if you're there and you're in it, then it can only work. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be forced to make the most of your circumstances and then eventually you'll find some good opportunities for you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to wait for all the lights to be green. You just have to jump in. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes life more exciting. Definitely scarier, but much more exciting. Yeah. Just be spontaneous, basically. <laughs> yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. 
Exactly. A big part of your job involves taking candid photos of people. You've even photographed a surprise proposal, which was really beautiful, by the way. Take me through one of your client photo shoots. Yeah, so typically we'll be emailing before. Most of my clients are coming from other countries. A lot are coming from America and Canada. It's usually their first time in Paris. It's a dream to even be in France. Uh, So we'll chit-chat back and forth to tell them what they need to do. And then we pick a location. Typically, we're always shooting at Trocadero because it's like one of the best views of the Eiffel Tower. And everybody usually wants a picture with the Eiffel Tower. The whole idea is to do candid shoots. So I'm not it's not like the typical thing where they stare at the camera and we do very like posy poses. Uh, Typically, I'm telling them to dance or run or talk to each other or kiss because it's basically making people look natural in front of the camera with Instagram and Facebook and all that. People want more of that natural look. I mean, someone is usually telling them to do something to look natural, but there's ways to get people natural just by giving them little cues. You know, it's the same thing we do with weddings. You always have that one hour session when you shoot a wedding with the the bride and groom and you get those nice candid shots. Well, this is the same idea. It's just in Paris around the Eiffel Tower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And so you mainly, as you said, choose a specific location around the Eiffel Tower. I'm assuming it's a really popular one. So how do you kind of photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first year as a premium member get rid of all the people or tourists there <laughs> people get up really early on vacation which is usually a hard uh, question to ask to say can you get up on uh, 6 a.m on your vacation um but there's two reasons for that one no people uh, at sunrise and two the light i mean sunrise and sunset in paris is just beautiful and uh it's funny because i started doing this stuff in 2012 here and i remember going to trocadero and there would be nobody it was just me and my client and the sunrise but then with airbnb experiences and instagram and all that stuff the market just exploded and there was so many photographers right before the pandemic we were all fighting for the exact same places on trocadero like everyone wants that shot on the stairs everybody wants that shot on the platform so it was more so avoiding photographers in the last year because we're all doing the same exact things over and over again and it can get kind of mundane because you know the client wants the same shots that they see over and over again on instagram there's a couple of shots we just do over and over So what I would like for when things come back is maybe push clients to do some different things in different locations. Um, And because it's fun for me to see it for the first time through their eyes, because literally I was at the Eiffel Tower every day. And I remember my first time seeing it from that platform and just being in awe and wow. And and now I kind of get to do that through my clients' eyes because, you know, they get so excited and, and that excitement is contagious. 
Our 365 Days of Photography course is the ultimate learning experience for new photographers and even those with some experience. This course, presented in bite-sized lessons, teaches you step-by-step -step the essentials of photography and beyond. Get your discount code by visiting greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365. Yeah, I can imagine. It must be very exciting. Yeah. You mentioned other photographers. What is the competition like in Paris? I'm sure there are many photographers who sort of do the same thing that you do. And does that get in the way or how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I kind of, in a way, left America because everyone, all these like stay-at-home moms and all these people were buying like DSL cameras and being like, I'm a photographer and charging like 50 bucks. And the market was getting really oversaturated there. So I was like, well, let me go like just go have some fun and try Paris. So when I got here, I mean, literally there was like 10 photographers doing this kind of job and we all kind of knew each other and like we're aware of each other, but it wasn't a problem because you know, it's a very visited city. So then it's, like I said, it's grown and there's so many now and there's one specializing just like I do with different cultures. So usually Americans are hiring me. Well, there's certain ones, Russians are working with Russians, Chinese are working with Chinese, Latin America is working with Latin America. So there's that. Um, but also, like I said, Paris is one of the most visited cities in the world. So there's a lot of clients, you know, there's no shortage of tourists. And we actually have a private Facebook group called Paris Photographers. And we exchange like work if we're double booked or we talk about, oh, there's construction at the Eiffel Tower today, like be aware. So it's kind of a good thing. Like I think that clients are hiring me now because of my personality. I mean, we all can take some of the same photos, but our styles are different. The way we work with clients is different. Like I chat with my clients a lot. I love getting to know them. I love making them laugh. Some photographers don't really talk at all to their uh, clients. They just just walk around with them and shoot, you know? So I like to just chat with them and I'm very like um, talkative with my clients. Some, some photographers are not, but for me, that's kind of become the real joy in the job is chatting with people and getting to know them. And I think that how people look in photos is a reflection of how you were making them feel in that moment. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. It's really important for the clients to look their best and feel their best because as you said, it'll be a reflection of your work as a photographer. Yeah. It's very clear of how they were feeling when, when I took that picture. Yeah. That's really nice. It must be very fulfilling to, to see those good results. Yeah. It's great. Just getting to know people. I love chatting with people and, and, and their excitement, like I said, is contagious about being in France. Yeah. And it's uplifting to know that you photographers have a community sort of on Facebook where you can help each other out because that's that sounds really healthy as opposed to having sort of this really intense competitive industry. Yeah, definitely. I don't feel that it's really intense competitive here because there's just so much work to go around. And um, like I said, we, we share and we help each other and um, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. France is known for its amazing culture. How has living in Paris influenced your style as a photographer? So I think my style has changed because I include more of the environment in photos now. So usually when you're a portrait photographer, you're really focused on just putting a square around a person. You don't show so much of the background. But because Paris is so beautiful, people want more of that in their photo. It's not just all about just their face. So I really had to learn to zoom out more, to get further away, to highlight, because really the, the city is just as much of a character in the photos as the people are. So that's really changed the way I've shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I've never thought of it that way, where you have to zoom out a little bit to include more of the environment. And it does make your portraits look more immersive in a way like it, it tells more of a story about the clients and i can understand why they want that look 
Yeah, they definitely want the city. I mean, that's the purpose. That's why we're shooting out in the streets anyway, because they they want to show Paris. Mm-hmm. Are there any specific places in Paris that you like to go to if you're feeling uninspired or you want some ideas for your photography? I really love uh, where I live. I live up in Montmartre, which is actually that place I was talking about I first saw when I was 14. I actually met my husband here in a restaurant. We now live up here. And for me, I draw so much inspiration from this part of the city. It's called Montmartre. It's actually known as the Artist District. Um, Van Gogh, Picasso, Renoir, all those guys lived up here. And it just, I don't know what it is. It feels like you're absorbing some kind of energy from them, like past lives up here, because I just think it's so, like French people call it Euro Disney because it's so like quintessential France because a lot of Paris was rebuilt during Napoleon's time, but uh, they didn't touch Montmartre. So Montmartre still has like those little houses falling down the hill and all the cobblestone and the little markets. And I just think I draw so much inspiration from from this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can imagine how inspiring it is. Yeah, that's really cool. I'd love to visit one day. I hope you do. I'll show you around. Yes, for sure. Okay, deal. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'd like to elaborate on it. Uh, on your website, you mentioned that you can make any client leave a photo shoot feeling like they meet a new friend. How do you achieve that? Yeah, so I grew up as a very shy child. I think I had no friends until like the fourth grade. I didn't talk to anybody. And I think that it made me kind of an observant person, like because no one wanted to hang out with me. You're just constantly watching people and seeing how they interact and like what is like normal social interaction. And what I learned as I got older and and even like when I first started doing these shoots, I was so nervous, like I'm thinking it's going to be awkward or awkward silences or whatever. I quickly learned that the best way to make people feel comfortable is to ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves and to genuinely listen to them because a lot of people, you know, they ask a question, but they don't listen to the answer. So when you genuinely like respond to people for what they told you, when you relate to them, when you give something that's relatable back to them, they're instantly going to feel a connection with it. You're going to feel like they can relate to you. They feel like you actually care about them. And a lot of my clients have become friends. Like I've been invited to their weddings and they're invited to my wedding. And it's it's like, it's about just being human. Cause I think with technology and the internet, we've, we're always on screens and we forget how to even talk to people in person. And it's very different than talking to somebody on a screen. So it's about actually listening, engaging, and it requires your brain to really kind of work because to stay engaged is um, sometimes difficult for people. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, with technology, with all the good that it's brought into this world, it's also made us pretty distracted people with short attention spans. Yes, definitely. And disengaged because you can be chatting with your friend on WhatsApp and then just walk away and eat lunch in the middle of the conversation, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. There's no yeah. goodbye. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say there's no hello and goodbye anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine after every short chat, you'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. It's uh, very important to engage in conversations. And as you said, that's really good advice about asking questions because when someone answers you, they're so absorbed in what they're saying that they forget to be self-conscious. They're just purely themselves. And that's the best state for a photographer. After. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You have to chat with them because anytime you put anyone in front of a camera, they turn into a deer in headlights. I mean, even as photographers, we do that. And I think it's important to get on the other side of the camera too, have people shoot you so you can know what your client feels like, so you can relate to them. And that's also why I chat with my clients the whole time because then they're not paying attention to the camera. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really important, especially for people who want to work in the event industry or just portrait photography industry. It's important to be able to empathize with your model. So maybe try taking a few self-portraits if you haven't already to anyone who's listening. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Crystal, my last question for you is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Oh, gosh, that's a hard question in the great big photography world. I think that I'd like to get back to using my photography to help people. It's been great making money with it, um, but I think I would like to do more of like documentaries, more serious like storytelling. And I used to volunteer my photography for like organizations. There's one I used to work with in the States called Art with a Heart. And it's all about um, children using creativity as a healing thing. So like teaching kids how to shoot, how to express themselves through photography. Because um, I'm a huge advocate for um, using creativity as a healing art. And I think photography is a great way to do that, especially since cameras are so accessible and affordable for everyone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a beautiful answer. Yeah, photography is definitely a very healing form of art. I agree with you. I mean, I feel that most forms of art are healing, but photography, especially, just once you get into that shooting state, you really, um, it's therapeutic, essentially. You get in that flow state. That's what people do in meditation. Exactly. I'm in the moment than when I'm taking a picture. Exactly. It's a wonderful state. Well, that is a beautiful answer. And thank you for talking about you yourself and your work and sharing all the things that you you find important as a photographer. I appreciate your story, and I look forward to seeing everything else that you accomplish in in this world and in this great big photography world. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for having me on, and I'm so excited to keep listening to the podcast. It's fabulous. Thank you very much. Okay, talk soon. Talk soon. Crystal was so much fun to talk to. I admire her resilience and courage. If you're at a point in your life when you want to make a big decision for yourself, but you are too scared to do so, I really hope that this gave you a nice boost of confidence. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.